Big Stories of the Day Hashtag SAFM Sunrise Well, you've heard so many conversations on SAFM Sunrise over the last little while about what happens when there is no proper auditing. So think of Tongard Hewlett, a company which, uh, well, I suppose still may not survive. Think of what happened during the state capture era. There are so many examples at the moment. And of course, on top of them all is Steinhoff, you know. Um, Now, as a result of all of this, and I presume it's as a result of all of this, that the body which governs the audit profession, it's the Independent Regulatory Board of Auditors, is now going to be allowed to fine people what they call errant auditors so bad auditors naughty auditors it's going to be able to fine them 10 million rand per person and a company would be able to be fined a maximum of 25 million rand quite a large amount of money Imre Nage is the CEO of the Independent Regulatory Board for Auditors Imre good morning good morning Stephen and good morning to your listeners if I remember correctly, the current biggest fine that you're allowed to impose at the moment is only 200,000 rand. From 200,000 rand to 25 million, that's a big jump. Yeah, Stephen, you're correct. So as you're aware, the Urba has been criticized for its low fines for many years. Um, the previous upper fine limit of 200,000 per the old act was viewed by the public to be ineffective in addressing improper conduct by auditors. So, yeah, this was also highlighted in the World Bank report on standards and code um, for accounting and auditing that was adopted by the former Minister of Finance. So, yes, the amendment of the Act uh, in April 2021 was necessary for us to de-link the fines limit from the Adjustment of Fines Act and was one of the key projects we undertook as part of our Restoring Confidence Strategy following adverse events around 2017. So what then, are you expecting this to actually have a big impact? I realize that you're governed by the law in terms of what you can do, and you actually have sort of been reminded of that recently. But do you expect this to change the way that auditors operate? Um, Stephen, yes. Um, It is a globally accepted practice that fines are a necessary regulatory tool for regulators to promote accountability and and deterrence. It is especially important in the auditing profession where the stakes are extremely high to investors that rely on audit opinions when making investment decisions. And yes, we are we are hopeful that um, that these fines um, is a step in the right direction to help ensure auditors fulfill their their public service role to protect the public and and their investments. Um, do you think a fine is enough? And I realize you would never under the act have the ability to sort of um, jail someone. What I'm really talking about is to ban someone from ever being an auditor again. I mean, if someone allows um, through incompetence or worse, let me put it like that, if someone allows a big company to go down, taking so many jobs with it, so many people lose so much money, should they not be banned from you know the profession forever? Mm. So, Stephen, our new act... Um of, of April 2021 uh, also introduced permanent removal from the register and um, it's important to note that the ERBA only regulate auditors. We don't have any jurisdiction over company managers, uh, directors or audit committees or any other role players. Uh, we restrict it to auditors and in terms of administrative law we can permanently remove an auditor or suspend an auditor for a period of time and then of course we also have the fines uh, that we can impose uh, at various levels 
Uh, one thing that is important to note, uh, Stephen, is that these are maximum fines and not fixed. So the ERBO will apply scalability and proportionality. For example, only the most serious public interest transgressions may attract a maximum fine. So we are also uh, mindful of the impact on of high fines on smaller firms. But yes, it is certainly increasing our ability to find to find auditors that uh, that are guilty of improper conduct. So do you think this is really going to result in sort of behavioral change or do you think there are other things you need to look at as well? I think uh, it is going to um, make a change in, in auditors' mindset. I think um, um, I always say auditors that act ethically and with due care need not be concerned about the fines. But but if, if there are shortcuts uh, taken in audit uh, at the uh, at the risk of the of the investors, then uh, then they're opening themselves up to these fines. But yes, there are certainly much more work to be done, Stephen, in the in the greater scheme of of things in terms of the financial reporting ecosystem. There's certainly other role players, uh, those that are primarily responsible for managing companies um, that that needs to be held accountable, and um, we need. Uh, um, good controls across the financial reporting chain. Uh, auditors are but one of the pieces of the puzzle when it comes to control in the ecosystem. So there's a lot of work that I think we need to do, and we're working very closely now with other role players in the ecosystem to see how we can collaborate and, and strengthen the system. There's so many other things to it. I mean, one of the things that, that I'm sort of reminded of from the state capture era is I know which firm was mostly involved, was KPMG. I don't really know which um, individuals were mostly involved, and I'm sure you would have sort of named them as you went through the processes. I sometimes wonder if we need to sort of give those names more attention so that we all know who did what. Mm. So uh, for any public interest uh, matter we do publish the names and for any disciplinary hearing we must in terms of the act publish the names and we we publish those in our quarterly newsletter on our website so um certainly uh the reporting is also an important part of of this process uh but not a sanction in its in itself but communication and transparency is an important aspect for us Going forward, um, I think there's been a lot of attention on auditing because of everything that's happened. And I think there's going to be a lot more public attention on it going forward. And, uh, you know, in our conversations that we've had about this on SAFM Sunrise, all of the experts have said, look, there will be more auditing scandals in the future. Is that unfortunately your prediction? There will be more auditing scandals in the future. Your job is to have as few of them as possible in the future. Absolutely. So everything that we do on a daily basis is to protect the public interest and the last thing we want is another audit failure that's linked to a business failure. Auditors are obliged to do the right thing and be the whistleblowers when things aren't correctly reported by companies. So, yes, uh, we will keep on uh, doing what we need to do. And these are tools that are now at our disposal to assist us uh, in driving the right behavior. But we hope that auditors uh, act ethically and uh, and and take up their their role as um, um, you know uh, custodians of of the public interest. It's a big it's a big job. It's a public interest job. Imre Nage, thank you, CEO of the Independent Regulatory Board for Auditors. Really appreciate the time. Well, it just shows you, you know, things, professions you may know very little about can have such a big impact on you, as we've seen.